to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Derek Morris, and whether you're a full-time pastor or a lay leader in your local congregation, God wants you to be a powerful Christian leader. Our topic today is a vitally important one, training church leaders. And I'm happy to welcome our guests, Pastor Jonas Arice. Glad you're with us today. My pleasure and to Pastor be here. Pastor Jimmy Cardoso. Thank you for inviting me to be part of this program. And you've been both uh, involved as local pastors and trainers. And now, Jonas, you're involved in training leaders around the world. So you bring a, a tremendous amount of experience with you. So could we start with, with one question? And that is, why is it important to train church leaders? People are always important in pastoral ministry. I cannot think that ministry is accomplished only by the local pastor. We need to get help from our church members. So when we train them, we are helping ourselves to accomplish our church work. Now, is that true, Jim? You're pastoring one congregation right now. Right. Uh, is it still true even with one congregation, or is it just when you have five or six that you have to train uh, church leaders? Of course it is. Uh, it's, uh, every congregation needs to develop their members in the discipleship program. So when I develop time, dedicated time to training, you help the God's work growing. It's part of the uh, spiritual life demand time for training, for knowledge, for relationship. So training is basically part of the Christianity. Jesus dedicated a lot of time in training to help people to grow. It's interesting that, that you're suggesting that actually the training church leaders also helps them to grow spiritually. Right. Jonas, you, before you became a trainer of pastors and elders around the world. You've pastored fairly large congregations. Um, how, how do you go about uh, identifying a person who would become a good church leader? Well, we need to start working with them according to their spiritual gifts. When we identify that they have some kind of leadership gift, we start working with them. So in order to help them to be part of the ministerial team. So pastor and local church leaders, they must learn how to work as a team. So we will be blessing the church congregation when we work more as a team. And does that, uh, that's regardless of age, you, you might identify a young person to help lead out in a ministry or an older person. For sure. Men and women. That's correct. We don't look only for age, but for experience and skills, abilities that those people have in order to include them in our ministry, in the local congregation. Jimmy, in your local pastoral work right now, can you think of uh, people that perhaps weren't involved in ministry that you've recognized and been able to encourage them to yes, become I, leaders? I see it. God has a call for everyone. Uh, one of the basic things the pastor must to help them is to understand the God's calling. Second point, if you want to pray for development of a congregation, listen to the members and give some tools and ideas how he can develop and implement their spiritual gifts. So 
the training process is to help them to understand the call, his the calling, and also how he can use this call and prepare themselves to serve much better in the church and the community. Yes, we have a lot of church members who are willing to work for the church, but they are afraid many times because maybe they do not know what spiritual gifts they have, or maybe because they are not well trained. As pastors, for example, we have theological formation, we have some kind of continued education program, we have a lot of books to read, be prepared for ministry, but look how members, many times they are not having the opportunity to receive any kind of training and resource in order to improve their abilities to work for the church. Mm -hmm. So our mission as pastors is to help them to enjoy ministry in the local church according to their spiritual gifts. Now you've spoken uh, several times about spiritual gifts and about identifying your spiritual gifts. How does that happen? Is there a, can you have a training workshop of some kind? How does a person identify her spiritual gift or his spiritual gift? Some people are more acquainted to understand that because the spiritual life, the way they per perceive God, the way they pursue his spiritual life. Others, you need to open their minds to, to talk. I believe one of the parts very important in training is uh, one by one. Sometimes the large train is good, but they sometimes don't respond well. Uh, our, for example, the small churches, one-one uh, -on or small groups respond much better training process to help them understand the spiritual gifts and how apply the Bible teaching and the other's information to help you grow in your ministry. I, I, I used to tell my church members, if you are not sure about your gift, yes. pray to God. Ask Him to reveal what kind of gift you have. Second, be willing to use that gift. And third, maybe those things that you are doing for your church and you feel happy, you feel uh, that you have some satisfaction to do that work. Because the spiritual gift is always related to something that gives us happiness, satisfaction, and joy. So when they start looking through this way, they will more easily identify what kind of spiritual gifts they have. So a person helps with maybe feeding the poor and, and says, I think I have the gift of mercy. That's correct. If you love to sing, maybe singing is your gift. But if you never try, how can you make sure that's your gift? I, I like what you were saying, Jimmy, about one-to-one uh, -one training, uh, because if you were to see a potential leader and work with that person, you have experience to be able to recognize this person has the gift of teaching or right. this person has the gift of uh, administration and, and then encourage them uh, in, in those ways. Yes, because one-on-one, um, -on -one, as Jesus did, developed many times like this because you are more relationship and help people to, to see how the potential of that ministry. Or sometimes the people think only uh, in the, the worship service itself as only the way to express your ministry. Of course, after um, the doors of the church, outside of the door of the church, has much more space to develop a ministry. That's why it's important to one by one ideas and pray together and visualize how can I apply my life, my ministry in this world. 
You know, it's interesting you talked about Jesus. And he might have said, Jesus, you don't have time to train these people. You've got so much ministry to do. But after the break, I want to explore why it's wise to use valuable time as a leader to train other leaders. Because as you said at the beginning, Jonas, you're multiplying your impact. That's great. We'll talk about how to do that and even some resources that will be helpful to our viewers, pastors and lay leaders, so they can multiply their impact in their local congregation. So we hope you'll stay tuned for more Ministry in Motion. And by the way, you can always watch this program again on our website at ministryinmotion.tv. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion after the break. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, training church leaders. And our guests, Jonas Rice and Jimmy Cardoso, thanks for being with us today. You're experienced pastors and trainers of leaders. And before the break, we talked about the importance of training, recognizing spiritual gifts. But Jonas, let's talk about the dangers if we don't train leaders. What, yeah. what could happen to a pastor or a church leader if, if, if he or she is not training more leaders. more leaders? It's a big problem for the local congregation because when we don't have training, we are going to have a few people working for the church. Those a few people who will be working for the church, they are not going to do a good ministry because they are in lack of training. When there is no training, we fall into the temptation to elect the same people year after year. In other words, to work with the same group of people. There is no renovation of local church leaders. And we start placing many responsibilities on the shoulder of a few people in the local congregation. It sounds like that could wear them out. They could just get exhausted by having all of the responsibility on themselves. For sure. What are the dangers that we have if we don't I, I believe it's, we have two different areas. Uh, the regular church has departments. The challenge for pastors is to help members and leaders to change departments' idea to ministry philosophy. Uh, for particular, inside the church, activities we develop, like a Sabbath school teacher or uh, personal ministry director, uh, Understand this position, but in process to transform this situation in ministry. Why is important the training? If you don't train, they never go up in the understanding of this ministry. They stay all the time just for regular ideas. But the, when the church developed this kind of ministries, it's to help them to understand this mission and also make discipleship. So every leader must help others to become a disciple and continue his ministry. So if they, have, if they receive a training, they have much more able uh, to, to continue this education in the local church. I agree with that. Training is so important. In church leadership, we used to say that when we train five people and they are working well for the local congregation, those five volunteer people, they are equivalent to one pastor working full-time for the congregation. Mm. So training is essential because many pastors today, maybe they are tired, they are stressed, trying to do all the work in the local congregation by themselves. Why we have an arm of people 
willing to help the local pastor in his ministry. So if a, a church leader said, I don't have time to train leaders, what would you say? That's a challenge because many people, they don't prioritize training. Even the local church as a pastor, you demand a lot of things and training could be the last one. But, um, of course, you cannot train everyone at the same time, but um, the pastor must pick up some members and dedicate a little bit more time. And if they are open to grow, that's the time to... I know you're passionate about this, Jonas. Jesus took time to train, <laughs> even though he was really busy. Paul took time to train, even though he was really busy. So a person says, I'm too busy to train, what would you say? A good writer named as Ellen G. White, she used to say, pastors, preach less and train more your people. And help them to depend more upon God's guidance in the work that they need to do in the local congregation than to depend upon your leadership. So when we train people, we are helping pastors in their job. We, we are helping pastors to accomplish much more in the local congregation. And the other point that is very important to mention is when we train volunteer people, because in many places around the world, one pastor has many congregations. They have no money to pay one pastor for each congregation. So when we train local leaders to be local pastors, they represent a huge financial saving for the church. They're not really a fully trained pastor, but they are a trained church leader. That's correct. Yeah. That's I, I like what you said earlier, Jonas, about train five people. That's the equivalent of, uh, of adding another staff person. Um, it seems to me then that a, past, a wise pastor would allocate some time for training, even if he or she's busy, because the net result will be greater impact for the people. That's correct. And today we have a, a, a generation with a new mentality. Church members, they are not happy only in returning tithes or pay offering. They would like to be part of the church process decisions. They would like to be more involved because they understand that Jesus is coming very soon. So they would like to be part of the history of the church in this special time in history. Jimmy, you're a local church pastor. Right. You've got a growing congregation. You're training leaders. What are the biggest challenges that a pastor faces when training leaders? What are, what are some of the uh, obstacles that, that you might have to get past in right. training well, leaders? Uh, the same time, this century is very illuminated, very Latin century, many researches. Uh, motivation to help members, the motivation to dedicate time to training is a challenge for us. They're very busy with their work yes, and they, with they, family. Well, a lot of things, entertainment, even inter, uh, increased entertainment, uh, sometimes block us to dedicate more time to ministry. So it's not necessarily a bad activity, right. but they're so preoccupied. So how, how have you found it, it, it works to, to motivate them to example, get involved? Even our local conference, they demanded training on Sabbath or Sunday one or two days only training, be quiet because the people don't show up if you have more time to train. That represents your 
some some hard situation today because the people they already think I know about these things. I don't need too much time to training. That's why we need for this generation new training. So I believe the best way is uh, involve members in the uh, spiritual life, pray for them, and one by one, I, I believe yes, the best way yet to approach and to help them. Uh, one organize a, a regular training session, but we prefer the better you can and bring some ideas, uh, interviews, for example, this one helps a lot. In the Providing process. some resources. Yeah. And by the way, after the break, we're going to actually provide some valuable resources for you and a website where you can access those resources. People are busy. They're probably not going to come for a whole week of training. But what are some resources that you could use to train church leaders in your congregation? We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, training church leaders. And our guests, Pastor Jonas Rice, Pastor Jimmy Cardoso, thanks for being with us today. It's been inspirational to me, and I'm ready for this third section where we're actually going to talk about resources. If our pastors or lay leaders watching our program today say, I need to multiply uh, impact by training leaders. Jonas, you see the church is not just a place of worship, but actually a training center. Talk to me about that. For sure. The church is not a place for worship service. Alone. Or, alone, or even a house of prayer, as the Bible mentioned. But I see the church as a training center. Every week when the church members, they can worship God to pray. It's a great opportunity to help them to train, to share their faith, or even how to work better for God and for his church. Now, that, that enforces a point we made earlier, and that is we're not just talking about one or two high-level leaders. We're talking about training every church member? That's correct. In some area of ministry? In my opinion, the pastor is the main trainer. But pastors and local elders, they can enjoy time together in training other leaders in the local congregation. So they are team players. That's my dream. If I can train elders better and they can help us to train others ministry. So that's a network I believe could work very well in the church. That's true. It sounds like that's an interesting thought, Jimmy. You're talking about training people who then become trainers. Right. So you're right. multiplying your impact. That's Jimmy, you've right. got a, a book. It looks like it's in Portuguese, so right. I can't read it. That's it. But you, you pastor a Portuguese congregation, right. a Brazilian congregation yes. in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, is this some kind of training resource that you use with church leaders? Yes. Uh, the Caps of Brazilian Temple, we, we developed some spiritual life program. There's what you call a spiritual journey for 10 days of a renew, spiritual renewal with God. The idea is to help people to uh, prepare themselves to serve better in the Lord. For example, Jesus spent 40 days in the desert to prepare himself. It's a good way to lead us before they took place in their ministry. They take 40 days spiritual life, reading, meditating, write down some ideas God gave to him, you know, to her, to dedicate much more to have a fullness life and heart to serve Lord. So this material is 10 days 
uh, of spiritual renovation, renew, to understand much better about the, the blessings of Jesus Christ. Why Jesus started this sermon blessing people? Because this is the way Jesus started his ministry. The way the, the uh, leaders want to receive a mission is the first voice to blessing people. And we have many ways to bless. One of them is when you receive this training, you help others. That's the kind of blessing Jesus used to. So that's beautiful. That reminds me of like 10 days in the upper room. Right. You're helping people to grow. Jonas, the church, you've got a whole pile of resources. And we're going to put a website up too that would be helpful for people. Uh, let, let's talk about some resources that you're actually developing right now to help train church leaders. That's correct. God gave me the opportunity to be the editor of one very important magazine for local church leaders. The name is Elders Digest. Uh, this is a powerful resource for our local church leaders in order to accomplish a more effective ministry. So we have sermons here, good articles, interviews, questions and answers. And I love to prepare materials to train my church members and elders. Now, before you go on to some other things, uh, how, how many copies of that uh, elders' uh, uh, resource? 100,000 100, in English and more 000. than 220,000 in 13 different languages. Now, wow. I'm sure there's someone watching who says, I need that journal. It's produced... Uh, yeah. Once a year or twice a it's year? It's a quarterly magazine. So four times a year, a valuable resource for training church leaders. H how can a person learn more about this journal? Okay, they can go to our website, www.ministerialassociation.com. Ministerialassociation.com. That's correct. And there'll be a, a link for elders. Elders, and they click over there, and they will see many magazines in our archive over there. So that's just one resource that's available, and, and that's available in 13 other languages. That's correct. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to Jim in just a moment. You've got several other things here in your hand. Go ahead. Jonas, what else do you have here for okay. uh, training? In our church, we have the Seventh-day Adventist Church Manual. So it's the main book for those who are leaders in our congregation to understand well how our church operates. And do you have, we have a companion book for lay leaders, correct? For sure. Elder's Handbook. It's another resource. Here is the job descriptions for local church leaders. What they should do, how they should do, and what they should avoid. It's a very powerful book, Elder's Handbook. And we may have pastors from many different denominations. Perhaps their local denomination, their denomination provides resources. The biblical principles. But Elder's here. Digest is for any church any, leader. Any church and leader. And one last resource you've got in your hand I here. I put in my heart. It's five years to write a book for local church leaders. And what's it called? Uh, one of those books that I wrote is A Positive Church in a Negative World. So this book is also available in our website. Ministerialassociation.com. You've got right. some CDs too, and yes. I'm going to have to go over to Jimmy now. Just hold those CDs up. Are those all available too? Many CDs to train local church leaders based in different materials, very practical, very powerful. But I would like to highlight just one. I have one CD here. This CD uh, has eight 
years for complete worship service program. Eight years of worship service weekend. That including sermons, children's story, call to worship, hymn suggestions, and even the scripture reading. I can tell that you're passionate about that. Powerful material. In closing, Jimmy, if you were to speak to a pastor to motivate that pastor to train church leaders, what would you say? Well, uh, I believe uh, God can put these things in our heart. And uh, these things you, you need to dedicate every week, one or two days a week. And every visitation, if I invite my elder comes or other leader comes with me, that's time to, to train you. You're always yeah. thinking about training whatever you're doing. Right. Jonas? Well, I used to say, pastors, love your people. Train them. Kiss them. Hug them. Give your best on their behalf. Appreciate what they are doing for the local church. Yes, when so we do this, them. they will be much more motivated to offer their time, their gifts to the church. You know, that's powerful counsel. And I want to thank uh, Jonas and Jimmy for being with us today. Experienced pastors, I want to thank you for being with us too. And we've looked at a lot of resources for training church leaders today. Go to our website at ministryinmotion.tv will have a link to that website ministryinmotion.tv so much to learn and so much God wants to do in you and through you to bless those around you thanks for joining us for Ministry in Motion